0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky, and this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from five to nine, this is
1: what you missed. So we all have complaints when we take a flight If the flights delayed or, you know, you got to sit beside somebody who's got a bit of the bad hum on or there's a variety of things. Your luggage gets lost, but at least you're not this guy. A passenger on a flight in India got trapped inside the plane's bathroom after the door lock malfunctioned. (laughs) The crew slid a note to him under the door that said, sir, we tried our best to open the door. However, we could not. Do not panic. Right. Now, at least you're standing up, I guess, in there, and you don't have to deal with anybody else. Well, you could sit down. You could sit down. But it also depends on how that bathroom has been treated by the other passengers. Right.
0: Yes. Um, boy, it is amazing. Like, when you go back to use the bathroom in, in, a, in a plane now, it's hard to find which one's actually... It's such a small door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know if that's just where they're holding the coffee yeah.
1: or it's the bathroom. Like, it is tiny. I saw a great photo. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, it's been Photoshopped or whatever. I'm not sure if it's real. And I'm sure it's only on you know very kind of high end planes, bigger ones, but at the towards the back of the plane, you know where all the uh, the uh, flight attendants kind of hang out and mill around. This thing had like a little like on a boat when you go down below, they had like some sort of little area kind of down below the floor of the plane. Oh, that was a complete like rest area for them with beds and its own little washroom. Oh, and that's got to be a
0: massive, yeah, that's international intercontinental. Thing.
1: 18 hour flight right. yeah <laughs> i was just on one last weekend it didn't have that no no when you're going from here to buffalo you're not uh, getting that
0: <laughs> we were we were uh, we had to get routed through chicago Running around that airport for a little bit, and I got seated right next to I think he must have been a linebacker for the Wisconsin Badgers.
1: Probably not. He took up a lot of room. Just an American. <laughs> yeah. Probably shouldn't have been in the middle seat. I'll no. tell you that. Now, are you an aisle guy or a window guy? Because I find now, as I've aged, I don't need to see outside. No. It's clouds. I want to be able to stand up and get to the bathroom or move around
0: i I agree i you know obviously if I'm traveling with with the family, we take you know a row, all, a row uh and as much of one as we can, uh, and I don't mind getting trapped in because I'm only uh, upsetting my family if I'm getting <laughs> up uh, but generally, I'll take the aisle
1: yeah. Yeah, I don't need to see outside. So I don't I, mind seeing outside,
0: like when we're coming down and, and know, just to know approximately where we are Yeah, in terms of landing. Is this going to be 10 minutes or 10 seconds until we're on the ground?
1: I find flying back into Toronto, I like to look outside because I like to see if I can spot things yeah, that I landmarks know. Stuff. I mean, if I'm landing, in, okay, if you're landing in Manhattan or Vegas, sh- yeah, sure. You, but if you're just landing in Dallas, I, I'll see it when I get out of the airport. Right, yeah. You know.
0: Well, and it, is, it is funny. because Well, we landed in Columbus, and, and you know, I was talking to the boys. I'm like, hey, what's it like? I'm like, I have no idea. I, I could be in Cleveland. Yeah. Be, it just looks like, you know, because it's always an industrial area where the airport That's is. Right. You just see the tops of buildings, nothing flashy. Where's the strip club? <laughs> Even the view outside my hotel. I was like, I can't tell where I am right mm-hmm.
1: now. A uh, family left a deep freezer on their front lawn for someone to take. And it turns out there was a human head in it. Oh, no. I was about to say, is this like Jeffrey Dahmer's situation? The freezer was supposedly from the previous owners, and the police are investigating a possible homicide. I think it's a homicide. <laughs> I don't think it's possible. <laughs> the guy's head just fell off, and his wife said, I will put it in the freezer. Um. Kraft Singles is coming out with new cheese slice flavors for the first time in a decade. Jalapeno, garlic and herb, and caramelized onion. Right. I will try them all on a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> right. You
0: know what? There is there is something. Because I my joke right away would be, are they going to make one that tastes like cheese? Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, I love them. But I love Kraft I, Singles. But I, I was
0: just going to say, honestly... On a burger? Mm-hmm. Like, just, just throw one of those on a burger. I'm fine cheese. with it.
1: It's the best. And I will say this. I've tried many different cheeses on grilled cheese. By far, hands down, no argument. Kraft singles are the best on a grilled cheese. Mm. Yeah. Especially when you're really stoned. I found it. <laughs>
0: I don't know if your palate is all that particular when you're really stoned.
1: (laughs) And this is why, and another example of why, we have to give up being regular lotto ticket buyers. Because it's never the regular weekly person that wins. It's always somebody who just randomly picks one up. A guy is glad he had to hit the grocery store twice in one day. He went back to return something. Bought a lottery ticket, hit a million bucks. Yeah. It's, it's like that. I'll never forget that story of the couple that were having the argument, and they stopped to put gas in the car, and so she decided to go in and buy her boyfriend uh, an ice cream sandwich. Yep, And then grabbed a lotto ticket just yep. as a random, pull. you know, $10 million later. And then dumped them. Green Day did a surprise six-song set. At the Rockefeller Center subway station in New York on Tuesday night, it was taped for uh, Jimmy Fallon. They came out in disguises with wigs and fake mustaches and sunglasses. They played a cover of Bad Companies Feel Like Making Love. Jimmy was on tambourine. After revealing their identities, they went on to play Basket Case, two new songs, a cover of Kisses Rock and Roll All Night and American Idiot.
0: Uh, it's Jimmy's little bit. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's all right. It's not that his best. I think the uh, the school instruments one that he yeah, does is probably a better one. Um, you know, they try and this is taking the show out to the people kind of thing. Yeah. It's supposed to be like these surprise concerts. The only thing, though, I mean, when you think about it, the amount of lights and production that go along with Producing a show like that, (laughs) it can't be all that much of a disguise in terms of, oh, is this just some regular buskers who are bringing out full-on equipment (laughs) and sound tech along with them.
1: And you notice that there's never really a lot of people around. Like I I remember seeing the U2 one and a couple of others. And you're right, I hadn't thought about that until now. And then you realize, well, they're, they're probably flanked with security as well. Well, yeah. Well, I so watched the Green Day one
0: yesterday and, oh, okay. uh, and yeah, there's cops in behind them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is really <laughs> not all that, no. that surprise or shocking.
1: Um, Green Day says on their upcoming stadium tour with the Smashing Pumpkins, they'll be playing Dookie and American Idiot in full. And tomorrow their, uh, Saviors album comes out and we'll have, uh, copies of that. Yeah.
0: We got vinyl copies of it to give away. Yes, vinyl. We got the vinyl. Mm-hmm. That's the 14th album. Is it really? Like That's pretty crazy. Wow. 14 studio albums for Green Day. If you go back to Dookie, it, I mean, fantastic album. I'd yeah. love to hear that full on in concert. But it was just
1: fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It would be great. Now, speaking of the Smashing Pumpkins, you've had this in the news. Thousands of people auditioning for the 10,000. You know, now, do you, what do you send in on your edition? Do, you, do you, do you send in you doing Smashing Pumpkins or just you doing the beginning of Smoke on the Water? Oh. See? <laughs> See how good
0: I am. I would imagine you got to be able to play some pumpkins yeah. and play it pretty well. I would start off with the, some sort of crazy solo.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're a very guitar heavy band.
0: Right. But I think James Eha is still in there. So it, it's, you, it's just basically the rhythm guitar. That is that I'm what it would be? Yeah. yeah.
1: Chuck E. Cheese is going to have a game show. You a fan of the Chuck E. Cheese?
0: I was a big fan of Chuck E. Cheese. That, that, to be honest, growing up, memories with my dad, arcades was one of those. Right. Loved, and I miss a good mall arcade. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I never, um, I think we took the boys once. Yeah, I don't know that we went uh, very often, but we, then I didn't do much with the kids. after.
0: <laughs> That's right. We went. We would go all the time, into, not all the time to the arcade necessarily, but if we happened in the mall, there used to be a stop in the arcade. But uh, just around the corner from the radio station here where I grew up, um, I think there was like a Taco Bell and a, and a Mr. Lube mm. there now. Um, uh, but there used to be like a country style or coffee time, one of those donut shops right. that had a couple of arcade machines oh, in okay. it. And boy, when my dad was all about Galaga first, and then when Arcanoid hit, he put a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> into basically Brick Breaker. <laughs> but but yeah, and Chuck E. Cheese, he would take me. There was one. At, uh, Shepherd and, uh, Vic Park and Shepherd. Okay. And my grandmother lived around the corner, which I guess was his mother-in-law. So, mm. so my mom would go to visit and he would take me to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> so I don't know who was having more fun. Probably you guys. <laughs> Him getting out of a visit with his mother-in-law or
1: me playing. Uh, oh right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably your dad. Yeah. Why don't we go see my mother-in-law? Your mom would be like, boy, well, you're really into seeing my mom. <laughs> wow, you wanna drive out there? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go. Let's go on a visit. Yeah. There was a bit of a knockoff place, I remember, once. And it was weird because they had, like, the food, but they had all sorts of arcade games. But in the middle of this place, there was a bar. Like, it was fully licensed. Oh. Now, I don't think Chuck E. Cheese was licensed, right? I don't think so. Uh It is now. It is now. I, I remember it back in the day. But I just thought to myself, there's all these kids playing in here. This is just like a home run for a pedophile who wants to hang out and drink right. at a bar
0: and watch little kids. Certainly a dark way to look at it. Oh, that's the way but. I look at it.
1: Funny enough, the place closed.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, they get like Dave and Buster's now too, which yeah. would, during the day you can do that. It's full-on bar and right. the back the kids play.
1: I don't like it. You saw some guys sitting in there in the middle of the afternoon who didn't seem like they had any kids of their own. But
0: you were sitting there in the middle of the afternoon. No,
1: I was there for events. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't going and drinking there on my own. I mean, I got alcohol problems, but not that bad. There's a lot of places I've sat by my own drinking, but not there. <laughs> uh So anyhow, this Chuck E. Cheese has got a game show uh coming out, supposedly. It's uh, produced by the guys who did Top Chef and nailed it. And uh, basically, you get duos of uh, big kids, anybody over 18, and they compete in supersized arcade games. And All right. Get to exchange whatever tickets they earned for uh, a massive version of the Chuck E. Cheese prize wall. Oh, that's amazing. Get your skeet ball. Skills up. huh Get in it. Uh, there was once uh, um, a uh, storyline being written uh, around a superhero movie that never got produced, and probably it's a good idea. In this uh, storyline, Batman knocks up Lois Lane. What? But then Batman dies, and Lois raises the, the child with Superman.
0: Well, that's awkward.
1: So I guess this would have been a Warner Brothers and a DC thing, right? Because I think Batman is DC, right? So, so one of the two is one of the two.
0: Marvel and yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, Warner Brothers and DC uh, both shut the idea down, saying that's ah, kind of creepy.
0: Would it been would it have been Bruce Wayne that knocked up Lois Lane or Batman himself?
1: Well, I guess it would be Bruce Wayne.
0: Right? Yeah, I mean he is Batman. I know, but I just I wondered if. They were getting
1: it on in the Batcave. Oh, well, maybe. Or up in the mansion. Of, be some of that kind of... Were they crossing swords, Superman and Batman, some, or... of Shades of Grey kind of situation <laughs> really going seems, on. Yes, very yeah. much so. Uh, and if you're a fan of Richard Simmons, and who isn't really, uh, Polly Shore is supposedly going to play Richard Simmons in a movie. Okay. I'm sure it'll do very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Paul. Paulie's history
0: of box office smashes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> From jury duty on.
1: Oh, man. But he had his moment. You know, when he was on MTV and he was the oh, weasel. Yeah. He had his moment. Now he just shows up in documentaries all the time talking about dead comedians who <laughs> once worked at his mom's club. I got, for the fourth time maybe in my life, some mail yesterday that is the worst mail to get. Oh. I have been assigned to jury duty. Ah to go to some courthouse on February twentieth at nine AM and I've been assigned this will be the fourth time I've been requested for jury duty. Really? And uh this will hopefully be the fourth time I get out of it. Okay. I always uh every time I've been involved you have to sit with everybody else while they all go up and plead their case to not have to do this. And then I listen to everybody's story and I build my own. Yeah. Have you been called up to actually? No, I've always been dismissed. Like, be, no, but I mean, have you been called up
0: to actually give your ch- your story? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. I got called once.
0: Oh, okay. And I and it was a massive pool of people, yeah. like to the point where they couldn't fit everyone into the courtroom. They had to take them in in stages. Right. Um... And the same thing, you get there and everyone's talking about. Oh, I'm not going to be have to do this. I've got to work. I'm so important. Sure. Uh, and and they kind of, out of all given their story there. And then they pulled uh, pulled us into the courtroom. And um, and the judge started to speak. And she said, "Listen, we are you know tr- choosing a jury. Uh, this is a murder trial, mm. and um, you'll likely be sequestered." And thought all of a sudden everyone went, went silent, right? <laughs> and you could see the hamsters turning, uh, and then the, as they started to take people up, you know, people were like, "Hey, I have a small child. I don't have daycare. Mm-hmm. I, you know, work, uh, you know,
1: own oh, my uh, own business,
0: not a salaried position, or my own business, or whatever." Uh, and uh, and they were like, uh, "Nope." No, that doesn't exclude you. That doesn't exclude you. That doesn't. I said, so I started to panic. Right, sure. <laughs> Thinking, what do you got going on? <laughs> Holy cow! I, what do I have to do? Get up and tell fart jokes? Like this is. <laughs> and I actually, they, at one point, we had a break, and I called Doug Elliott. I was like, like, am I essential? He's uh, like, God. yeah, of course you are. And I thought, okay. And I never, they thankfully, I never got to the point where they called me. Oh, good. Uh, they, they found their. 412 or 14 whatever they needed before they got to me but one of the guys i was sitting next to and chatting with um he got called and he ended up having to, to, to serve in that trial
1: i um every time i've uh, been called and i think i had the same situation the first or second time i remember in brampton getting to something like that where there was just hundreds of people it seemed like and uh, I had never been involved in anything like this before. And I remember being there, like, all day, and then eventually they just dismissed me. But the other times I had to go up in front of the uh, judge, and this job always got me out of it. Right. Because I would say, oh, well, we talk about all sorts of, I'm an on-air radio morning show host. And even when I wasn't an on-air, <laughs> I'd say I was. <laughs> and I go, we, you know, I'm, I'm very prejudiced to this. I know this story. I, right. You know, I we talk. About it, so they always let me go. So I'm hoping to play the same angle uh, this time. I don't know. They get like, I don't think Maria's ever been called, right? And I've yeah. been this is the fourth time my name's uh, twice in Brampton, once in Windsor, in a year now. It's probably because you showed up to the other three, maybe. <laughs> well, at least he shows up. Well, I think you if you read the, the thing, if you oh, don't man. show up, you're in trouble, you're in trouble,
0: yeah. But whether or not, and whether or not they chase all these people down, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I just fear, like I, like something like a murder case and something really, you know, like a horrible, ball oh, murder would be horrible. Right. But anything involving like children, it's mm. just, I don't, I, I would be in therapy after, I think. Right. It would just be a mess. I live in a very sunny and... <laughs>
0: uh, Please get in there and say, listen, I've got uh, Golden Girls and King of Queens (laughs) to watch. I I usually stream 12 to 14 hours of television a day. This would really hamper that. I got a lot of Malcolm in the middle to watch still. (laughs) You're going to ruin that for me.
1: I love this story. Uh, A lot of companies, you know, when uh, when you go to work somewhere, they'll set you up with your email. And the general email structure... For new employees, would be combining your first initial with your last name. So right. C Ven, M Luck, this type of thing. Yeah. But or something th- dot something. Yeah. That's right. But there's a woman, <laughs> and her parents wouldn't have known about this 20, 30 years ago that email would be a thing. Her name is Samantha Hart. <laughs> <laughs> And she's had a few
0: jobs where her
1: email address would be shartatthecompany.org. Yes, right. That's so great.
0: <laughs>
1: that is so great. Hopefully she
0: works in waste management.
1: <laughs> Samantha says she's had two jobs before, and this has been an issue at both gigs. <laughs> so, can't they add I mean they they can make up whatever they want. I guess so, but you know with companies if this is their format, right, to change anything is too much. Uh she's currently transitioning to a new job and is dreading having that conversation again. <laughs> she's thinking about bringing it up right away.
0: <laughs> that that would be a fantastic icebreaker. Oh,
1: I would I would love to be Steve Hart. <laughs> Oh, it would be, com would be right.
0: so great. At the rock.fm.
1: <laughs> I am going to change it. That's it. I'm changing my name. <laughs> I'm Stefan Hart. Moving forward. This is some brilliant, brilliant marketing. The owners of a bar in the UK called the Maltster's Arms just changed its name to help people keep their New Year's resolutions to work out more. The new name is the gym. (laughs) That's great. Go to the gym, huh? Yeah. Tell your friends. I've been to the gym every day this week. Spent hours there. Yeah. They put up a new sign. They bought some special glasses that look like dumbbells. And if you show up in workout gear, your first drink is free. That's awesome. Yeah. Going to the gym, Baby. It's not clear if they're changing the name permanently or switching back to the old name at the end of the month. I, you gotta stick with the gym. That's, <laughs> now this is in the UK. I, I'm telling you, if, if I ever got involved in the bar business, like you and I gotta open a, a, a bar and call it the gym. The gym. That's great. <laughs> There is a, uh, there is a, a bar, there's on a, on a street there, uh, uh it, when we lived in Tecumseh, there's two bars on this one street. And the one bar has been incredibly popular forever. It was like the go-to place everybody, it was Tecumseh's cheers. It was the go-to place. This other bar in the six years we were there switched hands like a dozen times. Mm. It just could not survive. Now, I used to go there and uh, and drink because nobody else was ever there, so I had it all to myself. A couple of times, there was owners who kind of drank the place away. You know, if you've got an issue with alcohol, much like Sam Malone, maybe owning a bar is not, you know, your thing. I
0: was just thinking, if you and I go into a bar together, I got to sit there and watch you drink the profits?
1: <laughs> or giving free drinks out to friends. Day after day. Oh, yeah. No. I, I, I don't sense, listen, we can barely do this. <laughs> And we have established roles and we still struggle. I the idea of you and I doing anything together trying to work as a team it would be a divorce right. almost immediately.
0: We'd have to have like we'd have to split the bar into sections <laughs> because you would want no sports on right at that, any point. That's reruns of cheers on one side That would be my
1: rule And you would have nothing but balls and pocks all over the place. <laughs> and the only thing on your side was would be replays of you doing play by play. Yeah, listen to me. <laughs> that's oh, that's a to real me. draw. Yeah, <laughs> come on into Lucky's Bar and <laughs> listen to how I call that goal.
0: I yeah. mean, we could agree on pinball machines. I think
1: that that we could. Yeah, I just think we would struggle. Like, who's taking care? Like, management styles. Like, who's hiring? Who's firing? Who's doing the paperwork? Oh, we couldn't do that. No. Although I will say, I would, I would trust you fully to do the financials. Okay. I think you'd be good in that, and I know my weaknesses. I wouldn't skim much. No, not much. But no, I think you would try very hard to keep the bar financially yes, stable.
0: And you would frustrate the hell out of me.
1: Uh, I, probably. <laughs> the problem is, I think what would happen in our relationship is cause you, you, you see yourself as someone who can do no wrong. No. So there would be nothing that you didn't think you could do better than me. Right. Like I think, personally, just dealing with the customers, would be more my forte. Uh-huh. You don't... I act like I don't like people, I, or I say I don't like people, but when I'm in front of people, I can put on a really good show. Oh, yeah. You can't <laughs> make it. You're, you're disdain for people. You can't hide it.
0: Certain people. But you... Certain people. Who? <laughs> but I,
1: I I, think that I would try to do things, and you would poo-poo everything I wanted to do. Right. That, that you would never allow... You would never say, hey, good idea, Craig. <laughs> hey, that makes sense, Craig. You would just assume that you had to do everything. Right. You would be the martyr of the bar. Pretty much. I, and I think that's probably very true. I, I think that's a good... And you just want a permanent stool. Yes!
0: (laughs) On one side. Yes! (laughs) And come drink with me.
1: I'm Norm! Rock Mornings with With Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9, The Rock.